I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From props to parlays to totals and spreads. It's time for Odds and End Zones. A feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. All right, Ian, it's Raider Week, which means it's week one, which means it is time. We have arrived. Midnight is over, or maybe midnight's here. I don't know. Zero hour? 9 a.m.? No, that's not how that works. Uh, that's Rocket Man. Anyway, the Sean Payton era is upon us, and we start the season with the biggest rivalry in Denver Broncos history, the Las Vegas Raiders, still feels weird to say that. And L-O-S-S. That's right. According to Sean Payton, it's not even a rivalry. We don't even care about it. And I guess my question is, do we not care about it? Are we, should we care? Is it a rival? Do rivalries matter? There's a lot of questions that come from something like that. I get his point and saying it matters because it's a division game. But the history of it, I don't know if it still matters. You don't have Al Davis. Yeah, he's You don't dead. have Pat Bolin. Yeah, he died. Mike Shanahan, he's involved with the Broncos. He's on the Ring of Fame committee, but not really involved. There's not really that aside from the division matchup aspect of it where you play them twice a year and there's the history of it from a from my perspective I will always hate the Raiders they will always be the top rival I was born to be a Broncos fan and a Raider hater 
But I also get the sense that it's not really a rivalry anymore. And here's the reason it may not be a rivalry because the Broncos can't beat the Raiders. That's, you know, that is an interesting point. And I remember growing up as a, as a Yankee fan and I'll, I'll go, I'll pull that, that into it here. And the Red Sox were the hated rivalry, but it got to a point where it wasn't a rivalry for so long because the Yankees were the ones who were always winning and the Red Sox were always losing, and it didn't really matter. And then once the Red Sox got better and, and won a World Series, and you had that uh, that that uh, 2004 series that we don't have to go too far into, then the rivalry sort of regained some momentum. And now it's not much of a rivalry anymore because neither one of them are any good. And I, I think that what we end up with, and Scotty mentioned this in the Slack, and, and I think it's a good point, rivalries are, in today's sports world, for fans. It's about the fans. It is not about the players on the field or the coaches on the field. The the organizations are too um too tied together, right? The National Football League, all of the teams in the National Football League are part of the same conglomerate, if you will. And I think that that hurts the the rivalry aspect of things in a way. Obviously, if you're a Cowboys fan, you hate the Eagles. If you are a uh, you know, if you are a Chiefs fan, you hate the Raiders. We hate the Raiders. We hate the Chiefs. They hate us. All of those things. There's there's the history of it, but quite frankly, it's a money making machine, and they all know that the the money is made when they play the game, and everybody buys into it and whatnot. And so, the the individual teams having these big rivalries that's network driven, that's fan driven, but I don't think it's as team driven. You're right. Division games are important. That is what makes this a rivalry game because it's important to beat your division rivals. But that's about where it ends. That's that is the the line. And Sean Payton brings a different perspective. He's an outsider. That is something that we have to get used to as well. Sean Payton, the Walton Penner group, these are not people who grew up in Broncos country embroiled in the old school rivalries and the hatred of these teams that uh, were standing in the way of, of your team's success. So for fans, it's a big deal, but for everybody else involved, it's a football game. And that's, that's what we're talking about here. So it's an interesting point of view to have somebody come in who we've, we've now as fans said, yeah, you have the keys to the, to the car you're driving you're taking us where we're going. We're going to trust you. And then the driver looks at you and goes, yeah, but I don't really care about something that you have cared about for so long. And we have to go, yeah, I guess, I guess we don't need to care about it either, but we, but we do in our heart of hearts, we do. And I think younger fans would probably tell you, well, it's the Patriots and the chiefs or whatever, you know, whoever it is that you hate because of whatever was going on. That's also circumstance. And Sean Payton doesn't have any of that. He just wants to win football games because he knows that's how he keeps his job and he makes his money. The one thing that I think could make it a rivalry that could make Sean Payton hate the Raiders is if Jim Sakamano or Greg Penner or whoever brought in Tom Jackson. And we've talked about this. We've talked about having Tom Jackson come in and talk to the team each offseason about his hatred for the Raiders. Just give him 30 minutes to tell you why he hates the Raiders and why you should. 
as a member of the Denver Broncos. And I want to hear Sean Payton say, yeah, I don't really, I still, I'm still indifferent about the Raiders after a Tom Jackson, Tom Jackson speech on why he hates the Raiders and why everyone in that room should hate the Raiders. That would, that's the only way that I can think of that could make this a rivalry that sticks and makes it player driven. Cause some of the players talk about it. Tim Patrick has talked about it. Cortland Sutton has talked about it, but you need that historical perspective. There are certain rivalries that stand the test of time. You're in Chicago bears Packers. That will always stand the test of time. You mentioned the Cowboys Cowboys Eagles is a rivalry that will stand the test of time. Potentially the Giants and the Eagles, whoever plays the Cowboys. Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders, Commanders. That that whole NFC East, yeah, yeah. But those are division rivals, Packers, too. Vikings. Yeah. Division rivals. So, and then you get into college football, you get Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, Army, Navy. Alabama, Auburn. So it, there, there are some rivalries there, but I think – to get it to where it is, the Broncos have to beat the Raiders and they need to do it on Sunday. But they also need to get that historical perspective. They need to get that Tom Jackson story of after beating the Raiders, after beating the Raiders and he's running up the sideline and he says, it's all over fat man. Getting that kind of perspective is I think what can reignite this rivalry. Yeah, and and if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, I I think that really what we are hoping for is the Broncos are competitive and they win a game, and that's that's really what we're hoping for. That's what we're watching for. And so that being said, let's jump into a, a preview of what we can expect for the Denver Broncos when they take on the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. L O S S L O S S Las Vegas, uh, and and it, it's here, right? Like I said at the start. The, the Sean Payton era has officially arrived on Sunday. We will uh, get an opportunity to see what they look like in the regular season. And they're going to do it against a team that I believe has a lot of question marks. You had uh, their, their best offensive weapon, maybe aside from Devontae Adams, holding out in Josh Jacobs, who said, yeah, I don't want to be uh, you know, just a, an underpaid running back. The whole running back situation throughout the offseason has been fascinating. You have Devontae Adams, who came essentially came to the Raiders to play with his college buddy who was then shown the door one year late, like at the end of the season, not even, not didn't even get to finish the season. There was a bye-bye. So now you've got a, a, a young quarterback. You have no idea what you're going to get with this Raider team. And, and I think that makes it very intriguing for what we should expect from the Broncos. Cause I feel like we know what we're going to get from the Broncos, even though we're, it's a new head coach with a new offensive scheme, uh, a new defensive coordinator. You have a lot of similar players from the last few years. It's, it's still Russell Wilson at, at quarterback, hopefully not the Russell Wilson of last season, but maybe the Russell Wilson of the last couple of games from last season. And maybe the Russell Wilson from week four against the Raiders last year. Sure. I would take that, that was a good well. Russell that Wilson. was a good Russell. So maybe a good Russell Wilson, the certainty, in my opinion, really does lie with the Broncos. You know what you're getting. Whereas with the Raiders, I think there's there's a lot of question marks there. And here's the biggest thing. The Broncos have a huge edge at head coach. 
Sean Payton is going to coach circles around Josh McDaniels. I mean, Sean Payton could be blacked out drunk and still outcoach Josh McDaniels. Like, he could be asleep. He could be taking a nap, and he would still outcoach Josh McDaniels. So he's not going to be going against Nathaniel Hackett like he was last year. Thank goodness. But then at quarterback, I think they they've taken a step back from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback for the Raiders, and he's not, not as good as Derek Carr. I I just I don't see it. He's not going to have the weapons or the offensive line that he had in San Francisco. He's not going to have Kyle Shanahan and that offense to help him. I I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a huge question mark for this team. And it's going to be why I don't think they're as good. But to me, the biggest difference maker in this game, aside from Josh Jacobs, who the Broncos absolutely have to stop, and we'll get into that when we get to our keys to the game. And I may just give my key to the game right now. Yeah, let's just jump into it. The Raiders' defense sucks, but you better block Max Crosby. Like, I would consider putting three guys on that whatever side of the field Max Crosby lines up on and say, block that guy, because he's the only thing on that defense that's any good. But he can disrupt a game better than just about any edge in the NFL right now. It's it's a really, um, it's a seems like a really obvious thing, too, that one guy like that can be so disruptive so you've got a key on him right you've got to focus on him I think that's a really good key to the game because of uh because of that I'll, I'll just go on the other side of the football uh and, and go defensively and I, I you brought up Jimmy Garoppolo being a step down from Derek Carr that means that the the game really is going to rest in the hands of Josh Jacobs and so the defense has to step up and stop the running game of the Raiders because I believe the Raiders are going to do uh, exactly what I think the Broncos need to do, which is the Raiders are going to try and, and control the tempo of the game. So to me, the Broncos have to do that. The Broncos have to control the tempo of the game on both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Defense, you've got to stop Josh Jacobs. You can't let him have too many yards. You can't let him control the game from that side of the ball. And then on offense, the Broncos have to utilize the run game. They have to utilize uh, Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. It just in controlling the tempo of the game and keeping Josh Jacobs off the field. That, that is something that has to happen for them to find success, especially at the beginning of the season. While the offense is still trying to find itself, while we're still discovering what we have with Russell Wilson, I, I think in my uh, keys to the game, I, I ended mine with just manage, baby, because that's kind of what you want from Russell Wilson. You want him to manage the game eat up the clock, control the tempo, and keep Josh Jacobs from being able to do the same because you know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to just try and manage the game for the Raiders on on their side of the football. So it, it has to be, it's almost like a battle of game managing, which sounds super enticing, and I can't wait to watch a, a, the battle of game management. Like, <laughs> I'm really selling it. Get, get ready, Broncos country. Settle in with your popcorn because you're going to watch some game management. And I said that my key to the game was blocking Max Crosby. Obviously, that's huge. But ultimately, as Al Davis would say, just win, baby. 
the Broncos just need to win this game. I don't, I, I believe the stat now is they've lost six straight games to the Raiders. They need to beat the Raiders. They need to start the season off. They need to start the Sean Payton era off with a win at home against the Raiders. So just do whatever it takes to win. If it's management, if it's uh, an offensive shootout, if it's blowing them out, if it's coming back, however it takes, whatever it takes, win the game on Sunday. Yeah, start off start off with a win. That'll make us all a little bit more comfortable. All right, so because we're previewing the game, and I, and I think we've we've done this in the past, let's let's do a, a couple players to watch just for fun, um, and 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 kind of kind of go through our our regular stuff. We've got our keys to the game in there. So who's who's a, a an offensive player to watch for you uh, heading into the Broncos Raiders game? Two, obviously Russell Wilson. What what Russell Wilson is Sean Payton, Joe Lombardi. And the Broncos are, are, are what kind of Russell Wilson are they going to get? But then the guy I think is going to be matched up against Max Crosby more than just about anybody because it's what I would do. I wouldn't put Max Crosby against Mike McGlinchey. I would put Max Crosby against the weak link on the offensive line, and that's Garrett Bowles. So how is Garrett Bowles hold up against one of the best edge pass rushers in the NFL? And what do Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi, the offensive line coach, what do they do to give him help? I think it's an excellent uh, place to go. And and uh, I'm going to throw another guy out there offensively to watch. And you could go with Javante Williams and his and how he looks after his knee. Uh, you could go with Cortland Sutton coming off an of injury. You could, go, you could go a lot of directions. Jerry Judy, how's his hamstring? To me, I think that, when you look at a Sean Payton offense, tight end is an incredibly important position. And so from, from my perspective, I'm going to pay attention to Greg Dulcich. Uh, one, the hair, immaculate. You can't take your eyes off it. And two, is he going to be the weapon that we all believed he was going to be when he came into the league? And, and the potential's there. I believe he can do that. In fact, I believe so much in him that I'm all in on him as my fantasy football tight end in a few different leagues. I waited and waited and waited and never had to take a top flight tight end. Uh, I missed on Darren Waller. I was going to take him earlier, and somebody snagged him right before I got a chance. But I got Darren Waller in my league. See, and I think that's a I think it's a great pick. But I, I I missed on by one pick. In fact, it was Tim who got him for the the Mile High Report League. But I, I digress. Um, Greg Dulcich to me is a guy who can provide Russell Wilson with that tight end security blanket and be a playmaker. So. That's the direction I'm going to go offensively. Defensively, for me, and I'm just going to jump right into defense, it's it's Pat Sertan. Can Pat Sertan continue to be the shutdown corner that we believe he is and shut down Devontae Adams, who will more than likely be Jimmy Garoppolo's main target? So you have to put him uh, over on Devontae Adams. And so I'm, I'm, I'm watching to see if Pat Sertan can be that guy. Is he that? I believe he is him, to steal some phrases. Can he continue to be him and just shut down Devontae Adams? I'm going to cop out and not have a specific player, but you mentioned stopping Josh Jacobs, the front seven. I I mean, this game is going to be won or lost in the trenches. And I I believe that's Lori's key to the game. If you check it out at milehighreport.com. But it's true. 
the game is going to be won or lost in the trenches and the front seven is going to have to do yeoman's work. How about that? Yeoman's work. I like that. To stop Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacobs eats against the Broncos and he has the last four, five, six games he's I, played. Well, they haven't beat him since Broncos December defense. of 2019, right? Is it December of 2019? That feels right to me. So, so the front seven is going to have to eat to stop Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's got to happen. I like it. You know what? I don't mind that, that that that's your player to watch. I think that's a good one because all all of those guys, the rotation in general, are going to be incredibly important for for stopping Josh Jacobs. Ugh, who and full disclosure, he's on my fantasy team as well. So you know, I'm, I, eh. I also have Devonte. I have Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. Man, am I all in on the Raiders this year? That's no good. I don't want to be there. I gotta make some trades, I suppose. Anyway, let's uh let's we're a betting show. So let's look at this game and find some bets. Uh and let's let's take a look at our best bets. What are our best bets? Uh it's a, a new segment. We'll call it best bets. What's your, what are our best bets for this game between the Broncos and the Raiders uh that takes place this Sunday? One of the most popular bets, regardless of the sports book, but especially at DraftKings which is who we base our odds off of for this show is touchdown scores, whether it's anytime touchdown score, first time touchdown score, very popular bet for those who watch or bet major league baseball. It is very similar to the no run first inning bet that has become incredibly popular with baseball. It's not just the no run first inning. It's also the yes run first inning where you're basically just betting is there going to be a run scored in the first inning of a major league baseball game or not so a first time touchdown score is very similar to that it's you're you're trying to get it out of the way it's not a side it's not a total so you don't have to wait for the end of the game you get it really quick so i'm going to do my best bet on first touchdown score. And I I'm leaning between two Broncos running backs. I'm leaning Samaje P. Ryan at plus 950 or Jaleel McLaughlin at plus 2200. Now, if you go 2200, this is a value show. We talk about finding the best value. 2200 is way better value than plus 950. But 950 is still really good value. Let's say you're putting 10 bucks down. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. So oh, I, I I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Samaj P. Ryan. I'm okay. gonna go I'm gonna go with my gut on this and which is what we tell people to do when they bet. Listen to your gut and listen to your first gut instinct. I'm gonna go with Samaj P. Ryan at plus nine fifty to be the Broncos first T D score. I like that. I, I'm actually just going to go one step down from that. And uh, I'm going to go with Greg Dulcich as the first touchdown scorer. That, that's a that's a guy who I think could could punch one in from like the 15. They get into the red zone and, and you work you work a play where he makes a move and he gets into the end zone. So I, I kind of am going to stick with Greg Dulcich, who was my player to watch on offense. And he's he's at plus 1,200 first touchdown scorer. And you, you put 10 bucks on that. And if my math is right, you win one hundred and twenty dollars. So, uh, yep. you know, I'm you would win ninety five. But if you oh, do, yeah. if you do your cash bet, you get you win for let's say you do Dulcich. So ten bucks, you'd win one hundred and twenty. 
but you get your 10 back. So 130. Right. If exactly. you did Samaj P. Ryan, you'd win 95, get the 10 back. It's 105. Exactly. And, and honestly, you, you know me, I'm not betting $10. I'll probably put, you know, a dollar on it. And that's, that's just how I roll. So I'll take that. I'll take a, I'll take a dollar bet on a plus 1200. The other bet that I was sort of looking at that I, that I kind of like is, and I don't really like it, but we talked about this before we started the show and it's the under, we spent an entire season going, take the under, take the under, take the under, because that's how bad the Broncos offense was. And I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to call it a best bet, but it's more of a continuation bet, not to uh, couple this with poker, but more of a, until they show me they can hit the over, I'm going to put a little money on the under. I'm going to just, I'm just going to put money on the under because I believe that that's probably where they are still at until yeah, probably week three or four when the offense hopefully is, is hitting its stride. I'm not sure you're going to see an over uh, with the Broncos for a while. And so you just, it's a continuation bet. I'm going to take the under. Now I'm going to combine two things here. Uh-oh. Where I, yeah, I'm going to throw you for a loop. I'm going to do bold prediction, but it involves a bet. I like it. So my bold prediction is the Broncos defense is going to score a touchdown. Oh, that is a good one. And honestly, something that I can it, see. It, it, right now, the odds at DraftKings are plus 650. So still decent value. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that a lot. I, I'll, I'll do a bold prediction that uh, also includes a bet uh, because I, I like to include bets. I, I'm going to go two touchdown score. My bold prediction is that a two touchdown score will be Greg Dulcich. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to double up on that. I think that he's the he's the guy who's going to sort of pop week one, and it might ruin his his value in week two, three, four because now you know other teams' defenses will key on him. But a, a week one pop from Greg Dulcich, he'll get two. Why not? That sounds like fun. I don't actually know if he's even listed as a two-time touchdown scorer on here. I can I can I probably check that out and see what it is. I just jumped on it. Two or more touchdowns. I'm pulling it up right now. Plus nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred. Yeah, give me that. Give me that $19 because you know it's a dollar. It's a dollar bet. That's just, you know, bet what you're comfortable with. Don't get crazy. Be smart about it. You know, it's for entertainment. Don't do anything stupid. Did I, is it, did I cover your it? head? Not over it. Yeah, that's a, it's, that's, that's the line right there. So, all right. Um, do we have a prediction for this game? Do you have a score? I'm going to go 31-24 Broncos. Okay. 31-24 Broncos. That's the, that's the over. That's not the under, if my math is right. You you said that. I didn't. That's right. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just putting it together in my own mind. I'm actually going to go a little lower. I'm going 17-13 Broncos. That's two touchdowns for Dulcich and a, and a field goal for the newly acquired Will Lutz. Lutz ride. Lutz ride. For sure. All right. Uh, I like that. I think, I think we're in a good spot there. Some good predictions. They're not exactly the same. I, I think that's a good way to go. Uh, let's take a look at um, the Broncos schedule. We haven't done this yet this, this offseason. I think now's the time. Uh, let's, let's take a look at their schedule. Let's just go down the list. I think that's a kind of a fun way to do it. And for those of you who, who don't know, I'm just stealing directly from Rich Eisen here. I don't think he'll mind. I, I'm guessing he doesn't listen to our show. Uh, although he should, I think he would get a lot of really good, uh, really good stuff from it, but, uh, let's just go down the list 
and give a win loss here. I'm gonna I'll write it down and then I'll I'll tell you what our uh, our predictions are for this season's win loss record. And if I'm not mistaken, we both took the Broncos to win in Week One, so I'm gonna start us off there with the Oakland or oh oh I did it quarter in the jar uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders here Week Two uh, against the Commanders. I'm gonna take a W on that win. Uh, week three, Dolphins. Uh, I'm going uh, loss. That is oh, an away game. I'm going loss as well. Uh-oh. I think what people are going to discover is just how similar we are. Uh, Broncos at Bears week four. Uh, I'm going I'm to go W. Oh, look at us. Two wins. Uh-oh. Uh, week five, that's when the Jets come to town. Win. Same. Uh, week six, Broncos at Chiefs, that is on a, if I'm not mistaken, that's on a Thursday night. It is correct on Prime Video. I'm going to go loss. Uh, same. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't, don't like it, but yeah, loss. And then uh, the, you get the mini buy, and then the Packers come to town uh, on October 22nd. Win. Same. Uh, you've got uh, the next week is the Chiefs, so they kind of have a quick turnaround. Chiefs at home on October 29th. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say win as well. Look at us. All right. That's, uh, if, for those of you who are counting at home, that's, uh, we have the same record so far, uh, Broncos at bills. Uh, that's a primetime game on November 13th. I think, is that a Sunday night game? If I'm not mistaken, Monday night, Monday, that's a Monday night game, Monday night game. And after a, no, yep. After the bye week, after a bye Monday night. I, I'm going back and forth on this. That's a that's a tough one. I'm going loss on that. I don't see them beating Josh Allen at Buffalo on a Monday. It's a it's hard to pick a hard to pick an away team on a primetime game. It's the way it is. The reason I'm leaning towards win is because they're coming off of a bye and it's a primetime game. The Broncos never perform well in the early games on Sunday. Well, they don't have to worry about that because this is a primetime game. I'm I'm gonna say it's a win. I like it. I'm 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 down. I'm down. Uh, the Vikings come to Denver the following week. I've got that as a W. Same. Do not believe in Kirk Cousins. Browns come to town the following week. I've got that as a win. W. A couple of wins. Put a there. massage parlor in the hotel when Deshaun Watson comes to town. That's right. That's right. Uh, Broncos at Texans on December third. Win. Yeah. I don't even know if the Texans have a football team. Broncos at Chargers the following week. I've got that as a loss. Same. Broncos at Lions uh, to be determined. It's either December 17th or the 23rd. I don't know how that works, but okay. Man, I don't know about this game because there's a lot of hype around the Lions this year. There is. And as you always say, it. It's like the Lions are turning into Chargers for mm-hmm. Chargers season. Yeah, Chargers going to Charger, but uh, it really, like, I don't know, the Lions. I'm going to say a win. I, I, I'm putting it as a loss. I don't, I don't like the travel. I'm I, the way the way game aspect of that. There's a lot of variables around it. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Uh, following week, Patriots at Broncos. Uh, I got that as a win. I have it as a win. Uh, Chargers at Broncos on, uh, is that New Year's Eve, I suppose? Yep, it is New Year's Eve. I've got that as a win. Win. And Broncos at Raiders. 
win. I also have that as a win, although I'm not comfortable about it. All right, let me count it up here. One, I got I got twelve and five. You've got one. Two, wow, I got fourteen wins. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, you got fourteen to three. Um, the optimism. I think they're gonna. I, I think I, I think they'll lose at Buffalo. I think they'll lose at Detroit. And then I I I I think the only game that they have potential to lose at home is the Chiefs. And that's where they could be 12 wins, they could be 11 wins, but even then I even if you get to 12, I'm, we're four games over the the win loss at DraftKings right now. Yeah, Cuz they're at a, 8 and a half. That's a that's a that's a big number. Four extra games. That's a that's a big number. I I'm not changing anything. I kind of, I, I believe in Sean Payton. I think he's gonna he's gonna maximize Russell Wilson this year. So I'm not, I'm not upset with my win loss record here. I just think it's it, it it if you ask me what are the Broncos gonna do this season? If I didn't look at the schedule and I just was supposed to give you numbers, I probably would have said ten and seven. That you know ten and seven, nine and eight is probably where I would come down with this team. But you go through every game and you think about who their opponent is you change that mindset a little bit. I think that's probably how fans just end up with what they end up with. And so you can't do anything else about it. It just is what it is. Um, I don't dislike it. And in terms of the games, I think the first two, the Broncos should win. Mm -hmm. Like those are at home against those opponents. The Broncos should win. Miami is a very tough opponent. The, the the question mark is the defense, but they have probably the best defensive coordinator in football in Vic Fangio. And you're going against a Mike McDaniel offense, which is a branch of the Mike Shanahan or the Kyle Shanahan offense, rather. Which it's is a, a matter of, of Mike Shanahan. A, yeah, it is. Does Tua Tagovailoa, is he still healthy? Is he still playing? You still have great receivers, though, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's the, the early Bears game. game Early game on the East Coast for me. That's that's what gets me Hot a loss against humid. the Dolphins. Yeah, in Miami. Mm -hmm. Here, I believe you have two straight toss-up games where they could go either way: Bears and Jets. Can't at Kansas City loss. Green Bay another potential toss-up, but it's a matter of do you think Jordan Love is actually going to be the quarterback that the Packers have had the last twenty years, and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I don't think so. They have a great defense. They have Aaron Jones. They have A.J. Dillon. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be able to go on the road and beat the Denver Broncos. Chiefs at home. Please, for the love of God, can the Broncos finally beat the Chiefs? That's why I'm picking a win. Bills, more than likely a loss. Vikings could be a toss-up game. They have Justin Jefferson. Who is Again. one of, if not the best receiver in football with Kirk Cousins. So that could be a shootout. Browns, not buying in. Texans, no. Chargers, could go either way. Lions, toss-up game. Patriots should win. Chargers should win. Raiders should win. So you basically have four, four to five toss-up games that could go either way. Or they could potentially be fourteen and three, or they could be what ten and seven. 
here's the thing. And we've been saying this for, for a lot of years. And as, as long as we've done this podcast, we have essentially said back, way back when teams used to only play 16 games, the, the floor and the ceiling, right? When we talk about floor and ceiling, the floor for them for wins to me is, is seven. I think they walk away this season with a minimum of seven wins. I think the ceiling, you're absolutely right, is 14 wins. That's the absolute ceiling. That's the ball bounces their way every time. Uh, I can't tell you how many times they forced a fumble last year that got recovered by the offense that they ended up not getting that ball. So those are those are the types of plays that if everything bounces their way, much like it did in 2015 when they won that Super Bowl, if everything bounces their way, I think they win 14 games. If nothing goes their way and they really struggle at times, I still think the floor is seven. I think the floor is seven wins. So to to you as you go through and you did yours the first time, to hit 14, that's a best-case scenario, and I have no problem with that. I hit 12. I kind of hedged my bets on a couple. I think anybody who's picking them to win less than seven is picking based off of the fact that Nathaniel Hackett was a terrible head coach. And you think that that's the same production that you're going to get out of Sean Payton as the head coach. And I, I don't believe anybody is looking at Sean Payton and thinking that's a guy who can't turn this franchise around. He, I guarantee you he can turn this franchise around. So it's, it makes me, I understand, right? I understand that we end up where we end up as fans, you you're, you're sitting there and you're saying it. And like I said, I sort I sort of stole this from rich Eisen. And if you listen to fans, when they call in everybody in the NFL is going to go anywhere from 12 and five to, you know, 15 and two that's, I mean, there's very few fans that call in and say that their team is going to be, you know, four and 13. That doesn't happen because you're a fan. That's what we are. So then you go through and you just, actually analyze it. And and I think it's fair to say your range is anywhere from seven to 14. I, I have no problem with that. What it means is this team could be anything this year. As long as they're just not how bad they were last year. Uh, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. To steal a sports betting phrase that's been around for ages. For those who are not of age, plug your ears. What you just said, no one knows shit. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, we do have a game coming up on Thursday night that we should preview. We should take a look at it. Uh, it is opening night in the NFL. They've gone to this Thursday night thing for the last, I don't know, 400 years now. And the matchup is maybe uh, one born out of hype. Is that is that the way to describe it? You get the... Uh, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. God, I hated saying that. Against the team that is the most hyped team, the most chargerish of the te- teams, if you will, in the Detroit Lions. I, I Honestly, I don't see how you end up with a game where the Chiefs walk away with a loss here. I don't think that the Lions, and I believe in the Lions a little bit more than you do even, I think, but I don't think that they're going to go uh, into this first game and take one away from the Chiefs, who are, again, just far and away the best team in the NFL right now. And I think we're back into this. I haven't really seen it a lot, but I 
I, I've been when I was doing research for my fantasy football team, there are people who would not pick Patrick Mahomes as the number one pick. And I don't know if that's because he's lost Juju Smith Schuster. Well, what happened when he lost Tyreek Hill? They won a Super Bowl. So and he won the MVP. So I, I think we're in this mode of he's still the king. They're playing at home. Now, there's a question as to whether or not Travis Kelsey is going to be active or not. It looks like he has a hyperextended knee. So we'll see if he even plays. I I just, I, I think the biggest, the biggest issue the Chiefs are going to have until he's back is Chris Jones not being on that defense. Because that's that opens this game up to be a shootout. Because right. the Lions can score. The Lions can move the ball. They can run it. They can throw it with Amon St. Brown as the lead receiver for Jared Goff. They have some other weapons involved. You know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, even without Kelsey, are going to be able to move the football at will with with Skyler Moore, with Isaiah Pacheco. Sky, Sky Moore, Pacheco. You got Kadarius Toney. I, I think you bring up a good point, though. The Chiefs have one player on each side of the football that if they are not in the game and, and Chris Jones is not going to be in the game and we don't know about Travis Kelsey and we probably won't know until the game on Thursday night. If, if they're both gone, that evens this game up. That, that makes it a, a more difficult game for the chiefs. But I think that being at home right there at home, if I'm not mistaken, being opening night of the season, being the defending Super Bowl champions and having Patrick Mahomes who let's face it as much as we don't enjoy it is the best player in the NFL right now. I, I think it gives them the edge every week. They have the edge every week because their quarterback is the best player in the NFL today. And I, I keep saying things that make me so upset, but also they're the truth. And, and that is the truth. He's the best player in the NFL and it gives them a chance to win no matter what else is going on every single week. And just think, if Ryan Pace wasn't an idiot, Patrick Mahomes would be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and we would never have to live through this. But that leads me to my best bet for Thursday night, and that's Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns at DraftKings right now for plus 130. And as a fantasy owner of Patrick Mahomes, I would love that. He gets three touchdowns, which I think he gets. I think if you look at the stats, he regularly probably gets three touchdown passes. So even without Travis Kelsey, I think this offense still rolls. Yeah, I'm going to go just my best bet. I'm going to do a single game parlay. Uh, the, the problem with all of them is that they include Travis Kelsey. So take this with a grain of salt. I, I kind of like this one, though. Uh Kansas City Chiefs halftime and full-time lead over 29 and a half points. Kelsey gets a touchdown. Pacheco gets a touchdown. That's plus 575. Uh, again, the caveat is Kelsey's got to be in the game. If he's not, I don't know, throw some money on on Patrick Mahomes throwing for a, a lot of yards and, and you'll be fine. We'll see what happens, but I, I think the, the biggest edge that the Chiefs have aside from Patrick Mahomes is being at home and celebrating a Super Bowl win. I think that's what gives them I, – and I would also potentially bet the Chiefs spread. I think it was five and a half. 
I I think the, I think the Chiefs easily win by at least a touchdown. I think you're right about that. Let's end on a Broncos note, uh, just because I really don't want to end on a on a Chiefs note here. Uh, Broncos Raiders, uh, it's it's Raider Week. Get excited, Broncos country, because the Sean Payton era has begun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.